You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 23. I'm your host, Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. And if you have not already, please make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps this show grow and thrive so we can continue to do bigger and more amazing things and have more amazing guests and reach more people just like you. Also, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode when it comes out. Okay, now I want to ask you something, friend. What is your marketing strategy? Do you even have one? If your answer is something like, yeah, like I post on Instagram every day, you know, check in with my followers, you know, maybe pop on my story every now and again just to kind of share what's happening in my day. That's all great and fine and dandy, But I'm sorry to say that's not really a strategy or having a plan, but with just a little bit of fine tuning, it could be. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about on this episode today. When I started my photography business and horse horse training business several years ago, I actually had no plan or roadmap either on where the heck I was going or what my goals were or anything like that. I just thought, I'm going to continue to post my work and then people will just somehow find me and they will book with me. Seems pretty straightforward, right? And to some degree, yes, this did work. I was able to book clients and I managed to pick up some work here and there. But the issue was this was very inconsistent and I had no way to ensure I was going to be able to pay my bills that month. And on another note, while I was booking clients, that is not a good strategy if you are hoping to scale and grow your business bigger. It's actually pretty limiting. So besides all that, I was just not even giving my clients an experience or any type of journey that I was taking them on. I was just posting randomly with a caption that I made up on the spot. I wasn't really trying to build relationships or offer any solutions. I would just, like I said, share my latest work and hope that it did the trick. Now, knowing what I know now and seeing what has worked and what has not worked, I can tell you firsthand that I wish I would have made a content creation strategy a long, long time ago. So if you are in that position where I was and you have no plan, you just post a post and you hope something magical is just going to happen, then this episode is for you. So today, I'm going to walk you through an actual step-by-step process on creating content that serves with purpose and has a much bigger goal in mind. So are you ready to have your mind freaking blown and to stop wondering what kind of content you should be posting or creating on what day? Do you want to take the guessing out of social media marketing and actually start enjoying Instagram again, plus see some mega results in your engagement? If you're holding your hands up going, yes, Sarah, give me all the goods. This is me clapping. Yay. (laughs) Then I'm saying, heck yes, let's get into it. Hey, real quick, are you looking to give your Instagram bio a little upgrade? Your bio's the first thing that people see when they come onto your profile, and since we're limited to the number of words we can put in there, we want to use that space super wisely. Did you know that the average time it takes for someone to decide if they want to stay on your profile or not is less than three seconds? That's seriously hardly any time at all, which means first impressions are everything. But how the heck do you know what to put in there that makes people want to stay for more? 
don't worry, I got you. I created a free guide that will walk you step-by-step through what to add and remove from your Instagram bio to make sure that you are converting new followers and getting your people in the right place. It's totally free and I'm holding nothing back. You can get your download by heading over to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram. What the heck are you waiting for, friend? Head to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram and click the link. All right, let's start from scratch. Today, I want you to set everything you know and you think you know about social media and content creation off to the side. Just be in this space with me and be a student today. Sound good? My goal is to not only provide you with some actionable steps, but I also want today to be the day that you get super excited about Instagram and marketing and social media. I want you to get excited about these things again. Remember, you started your business for a reason. You are obviously passionate about something and there is a big why behind all of this. And I want you to start thinking of your content marketing as a way to get you closer towards that bigger goal. And that goal is the reason behind your business, whatever it looks like. It's gonna be different for everybody, obviously. So the first thing that we're gonna do is define our why. Now, unless this is your very first episode you are listening to of this podcast, you have likely heard me mention your why before. Probably a lot, actually. Episode number 14 is all about finding your why, and I highly recommend you check it out. It's with my friend Jackie. She does an amazing job explaining an amazing way to break down discovering your why. So definitely go check that out. But today I want to give you just a few new questions to kind of think about in order to determine your why behind your business. So chances are, you probably started your business on some kind of feeling or emotion. And that could be something that personally happened in your life or something you felt from, you know, an experience that maybe someone else had. But there is a reason why you decided that starting this business was a good idea and why you wanted to do it. Um, And you just thought that by creating this business, you would feel happier, stronger, better, whatever that might be. And I would also bet that your goal as the owner of this business is to make that same positive emotion into your clients or your customers. Like you want, whatever that feeling is, like why you started doing what you do, your goal is to make everyone else feel that same way that works with you or hires you or, you know, buy something from you. We all kind of want them to feel the same thing that we felt, you know, again, spreading almost like this positive energy, if you will, of of our why. You want them to have that same spark about your business that you do. And something to always remember in entrepreneurship is that you're not trying to sell a product or a service. You are selling a result and or a feeling. The product or service you offer is just the means of how to actually achieve the feeling or the result. Um, You know, like if somebody goes to I heard, uh, I think it was Dean Graziosi used this like metaphor example for this type of situation. Like when somebody goes to Home Depot to buy a drill, and I know this far too well because my fiance loves Home Depot, but if they go there and they buy a drill, the solution is not the drill. The solution or the result that they want is they need to like make a hole in the wall or something. And the drill is just the means of how they're going to get that result. So think about the meaning behind what it is that you do. What 
kind of legs does your business stand on? What kind of foundation is rooted in your business that shows a clear meaning behind your products or your services? And once you have figured out the feelings and the meaning, all you need to do is figure out how to actually express that and translate it into words to share that with the world. And this becomes kind of like your mission statement. This is what you're going to just share out with the world as to like what it is that you do. Your initial feelings that you had when you want when you decided that this was the business you wanted to do, that was the spark and the motivation and kind of the kick in the pants that you needed to get this baby off the ground. But the meaning behind those feelings is what creates this foundation for a solid business that now you're able to actually take leaps and bounds and big major steps towards whatever your end goal is. So don't skip this step, you guys. And I know that like sometimes this can feel maybe a little fluffy and deep and, you know, woo-woo, whatever you want to say. If you don't determine your why and, you know, why you back, like what backs up your business, I think it's just going to be like you're turning your wheels really with nowhere else to go. You're just kind of running on, oh, I have to... I have to make money like this is just a means to make money but I don't really have a deeper meaning behind it and I think that is a quick way to get burnt out but when you have a really strong passionate why behind what you're doing it's so easy to want to keep going keep pushing and like want that next level um, and it helps things just like feel easier and they tend to run a lot smoother. I want you to love your business so that you can feel you know, the same type of love in return. But we're only going to get what we put out. We only get in what we, what is, how do you say that? We only get out what you put in or in what you put out. I don't, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, getting to the root of your why is going to help your mission statement come from your heart and not your head. And when your mission statement is a head answer, which in my opinion is something like your, your head thinks about like, money and logistical things like oh like I have to do this because I have to make money that's a head answer of a what like what's your why or what's your mission statement but like a heart answer would be because I want to provide my kids with a life that I've never been able to provide for myself or that I didn't have growing up or you know whatever that might be um if you feel forced to do this just so you can survive, I think you're just going to lose momentum very, very quickly and you will not be able to create that spark for any of your clients that you have or customers because you don't even have it yourself. So again, we need to have a very strong foundation, that very strong why and reasoning behind what we're doing so that we can stay excited, we can stay passionate, and then we can instill that same excitement, passion, happiness, joy, whatever into our clients, customers customers, employees, um, everybody around us, all that kind of stuff. Number two is to take a deeper look at your business. So once you've nailed down your why, I want you to take a step back and look at your business from the outside. What do you have going on inside your business? What offerings do you have or what kind of things, you know, 
I mean, I pretty much just said it. What kind of offerings do you have? What goals are you chasing? How much work are you willing to take on this month, you know, or this upcoming month or next month, whatever that is? Do you want to expand your business? Where do you want to go? Look at all of these things with like a huge magnifying glass and really break down your goals. I think goals are so important when it comes to doing anything in life, but especially in business. When you start to use these answers, you know, use these answers to these questions to build a plan for your business. So we have our why, we have the foundation of like what, why we're doing this in the first place, but now we need to say, okay, this is our why, and now this is where we want to go. And you have to have that clear understanding of where you're going. And that could change. You can pivot. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we pivot all the time. And you have to be able to, like, make changes and make pivots as the world, you know, changes around us. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted a worldwide pandemic to happen. And so many of us had to start doing things online that maybe we never considered doing before or change things and do start doing things differently. So it's, you know, don't think it's impossible that, like, crazy things can happen. And something I started doing recently is I only started planning my year in quarterly chunks. Now, I used to plan content out like a year in advance, but then one day I just like kind of fell off the wagon or like would fall off. You know, I'd be like at the beginning of January, like, okay, I have the next 12 months figured out. But then it'd be like, oh, February rolls around, March rolls around. Oh, like I didn't get that blog post up. Oh, I didn't get that video made. And now I just kind of lose that momentum. It'd throw me off for the rest of the year. So start small. And and again, like if you're planning for a year in advance, so much can change. And then it just becomes harder to pivot when you have like all this other stuff relying on like something you planned on doing in the beginning and now it changed and you get what I'm saying. So don't plan so far in advance. You can have like a general idea of like, oh yeah, like at the end of the year, this is kind of a goal for how much I want to make or like what I want to create. But don't be so set in stone so far in advance in case something needs to change or pivot. Use your goals on where you want to be at the end of the month to build the foundation for your business plan. And this is what is going to really help you create content with a deeper meaning and a purpose. You're not just going to feel like you're creating just for the sake of creating. You can create content that supports those bigger dreams and those bigger goals. Okay, tip number three is creating unique and fresh content. So one of the probably biggest questions I get asked and like students have asked me and followers have asked me, um, you know, or just like I said, random people message me is how do you come up with so many random, not even random, now I just said the word random and I'm like thinking about it, but how do you come up with so many new content ideas or fresh content? Um, and whether that be Instagram reels or captions or taking new photos, topics in general to talk about or literally anything else. And I remember thinking that before and, you know, I would think that myself when all I would do is wake up and stare at my phone and just wonder when inspiration was going to hit me to write down um, some well thought out caption with some glamorous photo. Yeah, needless to say, I struggled a lot with this. So the first thing that I want you to do is think about your content pillars. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the term content pillars, basically your pillars are just like legs to your overall business. Um, it's, it's what your business idea stands on. These are the things that you are going to use to actually know what kind of content that you need to be creating. 
Now, normally when I talk about content pillars, I tell people to just pick five to seven topics in their life and talk about them on repeat, um, rather that be your dog, your marriage, your family, etc., and so on. And like one of those pillars would be your actual business. But today, I actually want to take this concept a bit further and really get deep into what I mean when I say to choose your pillars. Now, I've heard a few people break this down in this way that I'm about to talk about. Um, and so that's why I really just want to like extend that with you because I think there there's been a few people that have broken down these like four concepts in a really beautiful way. And one of my favorite people that broke this down um, was Allie from Right Up Your Alley. You should definitely check her out. She's amazing. Um, but we're going to talk about these content pillars today um, in an in even deeper way. So think about the different types of content that you can create that falls under um these pillars or the or your topics so the first one is viral content now viral content is what gets your attention and this doesn't mean that you it has to get like five million views in order to be considered viral and i think that's kind of a misconception is we think like oh i only got like two thousand views on this reel that i just made like that's not viral but if every other reel that you've made prior to that only got a hundred views then like that's viral in my opinion because that got a significantly larger amount of eyes on your content. So to me, and I think it should be to you as well, anything that performs better than your usual content is considered viral content. Now, viral content is, just think of it as like easy to share content or something that's easy to share. Keep in mind, you know, it's things that are like, like if you're scrolling on Facebook and you hit the share button, those are usually like what, like funny memes or they're pretty looking quotes. Um, just anything that people might want to pass around and show to their friends. And the next one is stockable content. And if someone, so think about stockable content as if if someone were to stumble across your page or your profile because of a piece of like viral content that you put out, stockable content is going to be what makes them want to stay and hang out on your profile for a while and continue to look through your stuff. And we'll dive deeper into all of these points in a little bit. Um, the next one is educational. So educational content is where value is really going to come into play. Now this is where you provide your clients, customers, followers, whatever with things like tips or tricks, inspiration, entertainment, whatever that looks like for your business. Um, these can be like step-by-step -step instructions on how to do something, you know, that maybe they didn't know how to do before. Now, don't overthink this too much and you don't even have to consider yourself like an educator per se to create educational content, but you should view yourself as an expert in whatever industry that you are in. And you should be able to provide someone with content or value that gives them actionable steps that they can take to implement what you just taught them. And it, this can apply to literally any industry. When they are able to physically implement something, boom, that's where the magic happens. This is going to create a positive feeling in them and that's gonna be where they get that spark feeling that we were talking about earlier. Now, the next one is human content and that's you. This is how you are going to pull at people's like hearts and create some kind of emotion with them. 
And you want this to be something that is also very relatable and it feels natural and not something that's like robotic. Now, when you create content that feels human, it makes you seem like you're a real person and you're not just this like business robot, you are going to build connection and you're going to build trust with your audience and with your people. And people are more likely to buy from you in the future when they feel like they connect with you. So show your personality in this space. And again, we're going to go into these a little bit deeper. But the next thing I kind of, so those are like your four key things. So I always tell all my students to pick, like I said, five to seven topics that are all these random things. But those, those topics are going to fall into one of those four categories. So the next thing is to assign your pillars to certain days of the week. Now, this just makes it so easy because it is one less decision that you're going to have to make in your business every day. And you have a framework that's already set up and good to go. So you already know like what you're going to post that day. Now, let's be super intentional about this. Don't just randomly choose days and assign any pillar to that date for literally no rhyme or reason. Think about what you want your audience to feel or or be influenced by that day. Um, and every day is different and it depends on who your audience is. Um, and you want, but you, you want to be intentional and think about like, how should someone feel when they encounter your business or brand that particular day? And this is for seven days of the week, Monday through Sunday. How do you want these people to feel? So, and remember too, like, even if you only get one person to feel the goal that you have in mind, I consider that, you know, that's a good thing. That's a win. Don't pay attention to, you know, oh, I only got like five likes on this photo or this this photo didn't do as good. Because at the end of the day, if one person is deeply impacted by what you just created, then that is a great goal. I think that is, that's all that really matters. So again, this is going to be different for everyone's audience, depending on what kind of industry you're in. But on a very general basis, we can kind of break down the days of the week. So like Mondays typically are just very sluggish days for a lot of people. It's the first day of like the work week. Usually people might need a little bit of motivation to get going. Um, Tuesday, people are, you know, kind of feeling a little bit better about themselves. <laughs> Maybe they're a little more awake and ready to, uh, to, to get moving for the week. Wednesday's kind of that, you know, it's that hump day. It's the middle of the week. We're kind of like ready for the weekend, but like at the same time, we're still, we're still moving along. Um, and then Thursdays, I feel like people are starting to get more excited because Friday is like right around the corner. And then Fridays are obviously, they're exciting. People want to party. People want to have a good time. So I think Thursdays are like a good day to like maybe teach somebody something because they're probably feeling the most alive, like maybe Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday is just like a fun day. Like people aren't too, they're not really looking to like learn a bunch of stuff and like get sucked down. Like they just want to have a good time. So maybe use that to make just like a fun piece of content that could get a lot of views um, just because it's Friday, like, you know. So use this general idea for how you're going to plan out your content and what you're going to talk about each and every day. How can you serve your audience best in each particular moment or on that day? How can you speak into their human experience that they are having right where they are? And I've said it a million times, but again, this is different for every single person's business and everyone's 
different audience. Your audience might be completely different from mine. If you speak to people that work nine to five jobs, that's going to look different. You have to think about what those types of people are going to be feeling throughout the week versus like stay at home moms. Like they don't work a nine to five job. So maybe Mondays are their favorite day of the week. And like, that's a good day to celebrate and have fun because like they get to start whatever routine they have on Monday. So again, it's, it's kind of different for everyone. And then the next point I want to touch on is the actual types of content. So if after you have thought about all those things that we just discussed, the actual topics that make you who you are, um, you know, plus viral, educational, stockable, and human content, and what days you are going to post them, then you can decide what kind of piece of content you're going to use for those particular days that you have uh, dedicated to whatever topic. So maybe you decided that you're going to create... Um, like I said, like when we talked about Fridays being like the exciting day, that's like the fun day people want to party. Yay. It's the weekend. Um, that could be what falls under your human content. And that is where you are going to make a funny reel, um, with your husband and, and you're going to post it and it's just going to be something about your marriage. Um, and that's because your marriage is one of your pillars. It's one of your topics that falls under that human category. And, you know, so human is the type of content that we're making and reels is how it's displayed. So awesome. Now you can pick one night, maybe on a weekend and batch 15 reels with your husband and share them every single Friday. Now it's already done and you no longer have to think about it for the next 15 Fridays. And if you're stuck on what to do for some of the other types of pillars and forms of content, here are just a few ideas to maybe like get your brain juices a turn in. So viral content can consist of things like we said, you know, those are like quotes. Um, these can be quotes from yourself or someone else. Um, I like to use like Bible quotes sometimes. Um, you can create cute little brand graphics when you create like these quotes. You can create graphics for them on Canva. Um, that's how I personally do it. And that way you can, they still match all your colors on your Instagram. They're still on brand. Um, but it's going to be something that like maybe people are more likely to actually share onto their stories. So Make sure that these quotes aren't just like random for no reason either though. Like if you're a photographer and um, you post a quote, like I'm trying to think of an example, like I'm a Western wedding photographer. That's specifically what I brand myself as for the photography side of things. So it wouldn't necessarily be off brand for me to share like a Dolly Parton quote or like a John Wayne quote. But it would be a little off brand for me to maybe share a quote from like some, I don't even know. I couldn't honestly get <laughs> Celine Dion. I don't know. <laughs> um, it just makes more sense to kind of stick with my niche. So whatever that looks like for you, try to just keep it aligned and keep it aligned with your overall mission. Viral content, especially um, if it's, you know, some kind of motivational quote or inspiring, it, it's like I said, this is good for, I feel like, Mondays because um, it's going to get people kind of pumped up for the week. Uh, stockable content is really going to be anything that adds value, but it's also going to teach people a little bit about who you are as a person so that they can start to build that relationship with you. Now, 
nothing about this should scream like, hey, look at me, look at me, 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 because in business and building brands, even though you are the face of it, it's not about you. It's about serving others. So an example for stockable content from my own personal experience would be showing my daily life with my horses and giving insight into maybe ranch life and just kind of some of the equine products that I use. And since a lot of my followers are in the Western industry, whether they are my brides or even other photographers and businesses that I coach that are also in the Western industry, it makes sense to share um, kind of my life with horses. And since a lot of them have horses or kind of are wanting to get into that lifestyle, it makes sense and it's going to provide them with value even though it's not directly inside of like my exact business for that particular account like it makes sense for horse training when I did horse training um I have kind of like a whole separate account for that but um you know even on my business and photography and all that kind of stuff it's still is aligned with my overall mission of working with um people within the western industry and community now, educational content is usually going to be more straightforward, directly helpful towards like what it is that you do um, for your customers and your clients. So these are going to be like tips uh, listed out in maybe a longer formed caption, but and then like maybe bullet points in a reel and then they have to like read the caption to get like the full thing of it. Um, this could be providing um, value to others in the same industry as you. You know, you could be helping, if you are a photographer, helping other photographers. If you're a rancher, you can help other ranchers with tips on like how you do things. If you're an influencer, you can offer tips for how others can become influencers or teach other influencers how to step up their game. If you're a horse trainer, you can offer horse training tips, which may help your clients. It may help other trainers, um, really whatever that is. So it could be someone that's, like I said, in your industry. Or you can offer tips to, like I said, your direct customer and client that you're working towards. So again, photographers, this would be for like a bride that would hire you. What are some wedding tips that you can offer if you're a horse trainer? What are some like maybe horse health and wellness things that you can offer to clients, um, different types of like brands that you love or don't love. And, and, you know, I mean, there's so many possibilities. So I always recommend doing like a brain dump on like a piece of paper, just writing down all of these examples and then you kind of have it all laid out in front of you. Also, side note, try to not generalize this too much. You don't need to be an expert at absolutely everything under the sun. Pick just a few topics in which you are going to specialize in and just stick with those for what you provide educational value for. If you're a Western fashion influencer or like striving to be one, then stick to content that provides value around that idea, not around 500 other things as well. And then the last one is human content, of course. And these are just all the fun things about yourself that make you who you are. So think about all the things in your daily life that, you know, you love to do. If you love Starbucks and you get it every single day, then show that, talk about that. If you're married and you have like this amazing relationship with your husband and your kids, show that, talk about that. And if you love like thrift shopping on Saturday mornings, take your followers along that adventure with you. A general rule of thumb is that you should be showing your face and showing up on your feed at least, I would say a bare minimum of once every nine tiles. That's kind of a standard, but, um, and then on your story, you should be showing up daily, 
But honestly, like you could post a picture of yourself every single day and I do not think that is going to hurt you one little bit. I actually think it would probably benefit you. I know that's scary, but we want to be showing up. We want to be building connection and building a community because that is what's going to make us stand out amongst everyone else in the industry with us. The fourth point is time management. So every month at the beginning of the month or right at the end before the new month begins, I really like to sit down and evaluate my goals and my plans. I like to make this a relaxing kind of come to Jesus moment in a sense, whether that be sitting in a bathtub or going for a drive or sitting out in the grass at the park with a journal, whatever that's going to look like for you, go somewhere that you can feel inspired and just breathe some fresh air. So take the time to feel what you're feeling and decide what you want to help others feel. Now, when you have this very clear and your why is set, this is going to take you so much further and it's going to make all that content creating feel a heck of a lot less stressful. Photographers, break this down in the seasons of the year in which you know you're going to be busy shooting versus busy booking things. November through February is typically engagement season. Most people get engaged between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, which means during that time, you can be creating content specifically for guys who are going to be proposing to their girlfriends and, you know, driveling in tips for wedding planning. So once a girl, you know, has a ring on her finger, she has already been feeding into all of our tips and she's going to be ready to book come time that she actually gets engaged. Now, right after engagement season is booking season. Um, The early spring months, right before wedding season kicks off, is when people start booking photographers and vendors. Make sure you are pumping out more wedding planning content and wedding photography tips to get yourself noticed and to serve all the brides-to-be. This is the same strategy that I would use no matter what industry you are in. Doesn't have to be photography. If you are an educator of some kind, think about any courses or workshops that you're going to be teaching or hosting. What kind of content can you create to lead up to those launches to support it? Ranchers, farmers, anyone in the ag industry can be educating people on the agriculture industry as well as showing their daily lives to build support in the ag community. Um, I just think it's so important to, again, once we, we have our why, we have our goals, now we need to make things that back up those goals. Um, typically, you know, and again, kind of like we, we discussed how like during the week, our feelings and emotions and thoughts kind of fluctuate. The same thing happens throughout the year. In the beginning of the year, everyone is like super pumped. We're feeling motivated. We're ready to like crush our New Year's goals. Like, Everybody gets a gym membership in January. So like personal trainers and fitness people, like that's your time to shine. And then, you know, people tend to fall off their New Year's goals and resolutions kind of come March-ish and spring. So we got to kind of help them maybe get motivated again, get pumped up to do whatever they're doing. Um, Summertime is a lot of fun for a lot of people. People want to be outside. People want to be out on the water. Um, People are just, they're feeling good. They're feeling happy. We've got all that. We got tan skin. It's warm outside. Vacation. So, you know, use that to your benefit. And then Christmas time, you know, Kind of people sometimes get like the winter blues, starting to feel a little sad, but like the holidays are coming. So that's kind of a fun time of year. So again, you have to think about how um, people's attitudes fluctuate and use that to your advantage to serve them where they're at in that particular time. 
Now, once you have kind of that little heart to heart moment with yourself and you have brain dumped all of your content ideas and you've mapped them out, it's time to actually schedule in the creation time. And it may take you an entire day to do this, so plan for it. You are going to have to really be self-disciplined for this and have integrity to hold yourself accountable. You cannot get frustrated that your business is not thriving if you are not taking the time to actually make the content necessary to serve your people and help it thrive. So keep the promises that you make to yourself. You need to decide how you want to show up for your people, what kind of value are you wanting to bring to them and in what type of format. Using these guidelines though, you should be able to really sit down and map out what your next month is going to look like. And once you do this, stick to it. Dedicate certain days where you can batch create all the images and all the videos that you need. If you think about it, there are typically only four weeks in every month, roughly. So if you plan to post a reel with your husband every single Friday, you only need to make four reels for the entire month to be taken care of on Fridays or whatever it is that you decide to do. If you decide to make your Fridays your educational tip for the week, then batch do all the and it doesn't have to be reels either you know i we talk about reels a lot i think reels are extremely beneficial but i think anything can be very beneficial if you are consistent about it so if you're not quite on that reel train yet that's okay but make those instagram captions then just like on freaking point and you know have fun with it like this this is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be enjoyable you're supposed to get excited to do it um so have fun and make sure you're going out and you're serving your people. At the end of the day, this is your business and it's your plan, so make it work for you. No one can give you the exact magical answer on what's going to work for you, only you can do that, but pick a day, pick a time, sit down, map it out, map out this next month. We're about to enter a new quarter, so make sure you are you know, really have a good solid idea of what you're going to post, what you're going to talk about, what your goal is for the end of the month. You've got this, my friend. I'm in your corner. Now go out and kick some booty. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for being here and for trusting in me to provide you with education on this platform. It genuinely means the world to me. And if you have not yet, I know I said this in the beginning, but please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts so this show can continue to thrive and grow and reach all the people. I'm going to read a review actually from someone right now. So this one comes from Lainey0825 and she says, I swear somehow Sarah always says the exact thing that I need to hear. Her show and social media is an amazing blend of excitement, funny, motivational, and educational. Her work has made such a positive impact on my life and my photography, and I'm just getting started. Holy cow, Lainey, I'm literally just, oh, this like warms my heart so much. When I read this review, I like almost started crying. I love that you are enjoying the show. I love that you're finding it helpful and inspirational and heck funny. I think I'm a funny person. Nobody else seems to think I am, but I'm glad you do. Um, so thank you guys so much. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, um, make sure you go do that as well. The Branded Cowgirl podcast um, for the inside scoop on the show, notifications of new episodes and all the things also follow us on instagram at branded cowgirl podcast i can't wait to hang with you guys in there and see all the amazing things that you're going to create and i will chat with you guys soon bye for now friends